What is up, my friends, and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. My name is Ian McLaren. I'm your host, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today on the podcast, we're going to take a look back at day three of training camp, discuss head coach Bruce Cassidy's Jack Adams Trophy nomination, and we also have a special guest coming up, a bit of an early Fan Friday, which we're doing on Thursday. Before I get into all that, I'd like to remind you that the podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts. Are there any other podcast apps? I can't really remember. You can also say, hey Google, play the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Okay, Locked On Bruins, daily podcast on the Boston Bruins on Google Podcasts. I'll pick up where you left off. Very cool. Amazing what technology can do today. You can also do the same if you have uh, an Alexa. Is that what they're called? An Alexa? Uh, If you have Alexa? I don't know. Either way, you get the idea. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like, at ENC McLaren. You can also follow the show's account at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And if you feel like emailing me, you can do so at LockedOnBostonBruins at gmail.com or... If you want to email me personally, you can do so at McLaren at gmail.com. My DMs on Twitter are also always open if you want to toss a message in there. At the moment, I'm currently enjoying a Wild Oak Barrel Fermented Heritage Cider from West Avenue Cider House here in Ontario. Freelton, Ontario, to be exact. The description says... Flavor profile, honey plus butterscotch plus lemon peel, smooth and sophisticated, and I might add, quite delicious. My son is next to me playing Minecraft. Would you like to say hi, Will? Hello, world! (laughs) Well, I don't think the whole world is listening, but you get the idea. Thanks for jumping on, Will. Appreciate it. How's Minecraft going? Oh, shoot. Sorry. My bad. Roblox. To begin, let us applaud our head coach, Bruce Cassidy, not only just for being a great guy, but also because he has been named a finalist for the 2020 Jack Adams Award, which is given annually to the coach who has contributed the most to his team's success. This award is voted on by the National Hockey League Broadcasters Association. The other finalists for the award are Columbus Blue Jackets head coach, John Tortorella, Please boo. Boo! And also Philadelphia Flyers head coach, Alain Vigneault. Boo! This is the second time that Cassidy has been named a finalist for the award. He finished second in the voting back in 2018. Now Cassidy, as we all know, helped the Bruins to the President's Trophy, awarded to the team with the most points at the end of the regular season. We did not get through the whole regular season, but at the time of the COVID-19 pause, the Bruins had recorded 100 points in 70 games on the strength of a 44, 14, and 12 record. Just imagine if this team was even somewhat capable in the shootout. It's the third straight 100-point season for the Bruins, and they also uh, finished first in 
wins, regulation wins, and goals allowed per game at 2.39. Part of that league low goals against per game is due to the fact the Bruins have the William M. Jennings trophy winning goalies on the roster in Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak. And they also have the NHL's co-leading goal scorer in David Pasternak, who had 48 goals. So the Bruins, you know, very good team and in no small reason because of Bruce Cassidy. Does that make sense? I have no idea. But congratulations, Coach, for earning that uh, finalist nod. And the awards will be handed out at some point if and when hockey is played. So I guess sometime... Well, actually, I th- actually, I think they will be awarded during the postseason, kind of like the NBA does, handing them out prior to a game or during a game. Now on to day three of... Training camp, and the big news of the day was finally the arrival of both David Pasternak and Andre Kasha, both of whom had traveled from the Czech Republic back to Boston and had to serve their final days of quarantine earlier this week, keeping them off the ice on Monday and Tuesday. Kasha, however, did not skate with the main group. He joined Trent Frederick for a separate on-ice session with skating and skills consultant Kim Brandvold. Bruce Cassidy said pasta is always in good shape, so I'm sure he was doing what he needed to do to get ready over there. He'll get right back up to speed. He's a guy that loves the game. Uh, I'm sure he was around it in some capacity, whether he was rollerblading or skating or firing pucks. He'll be like the other guys. He'll take a bit of time to get going, but I anticipate he'll pick up where he left off. And, of course, where he left off was at 48 goals, tied with Alex Ovechkin for the league lead. One other storyline that we've been watching over the first few days of camp is the play, not play, I guess, but the uh, performance in camp of Anders Bjork, who uh, Cassidy said after the first day was the best player on the ice, and then on Tuesday he skated on the first line with Marchand and Bergeron in Pasternak's absence. Bjork was on a Zoom call on Wednesday, and he said he's been pleased with how he's felt out there. He said there's things he needs to work on a bit, and that's his mentality, and to use the time to sharpen his skill set before the games start. He was in the lineup just once in the final five games before the pause, bumped out of the lineup by uh, Kasha and Nick Ritchie, who were acquired at the trade deadline. And he knows that it'll take some work for him to get back into the lineup. He said, I want to get back in the lineup. I have a lot more to prove to my teammates and coaching staff that I can pull some more weight for our team, help out more, chip in in more ways. The main thing I want to show improve. This is obviously a big time to be doing it, going right into playoff hockey. I've never played playoff hockey games before in the NHL, so I'm very excited And it sure seems as though he is rising to the challenge and looking to make himself a staple in the playoff lineup. Another guy who's fighting for time is Jack Stanika, who is unlikely to play, but if the need arises, he said he'll be fully comfortable hopping in and contributing to winning. Right now, he's just trying to put his head down, work as hard as he can, and show management that if an opportunity were to arise that they should have confidence in him. At this point, 
you know, he can probably be penciled into the lineup for next regular season, but it sure sounds like he is more than ready to step in to the lineup if need be. And I, for one, would love to see it as long as it doesn't come at the expense of an injury to a key player in the lineup. Now, most of the team was given the day off on Wednesday, and that was part of the plan. Cassidy said the medical and strength guys felt that after two days, it would be a wise thing to do. The recovery part for our team will be important, and they want to manage recovery as well as possible. So uh, just in terms of conditioning and not doing too much too soon, Cassidy only had a handful of players on the ice, including uh, Anton Bleed, Paul Carey, Nick Ritchie, Pasternak, Sinitian, Stanika, Clifton, Yerho Vakanine, and Jacob Zborl, as well as the two uh, backup goalies in Legacy and Vladder. So now with Kasha, Pasternak in the lineup, we'll start to see here on Thursday uh, kind of how the lineup will be projected to play out as we get into the playoffs. And, uh, well, first of all, the round-robin tournament, not tournament, but round-robin games and the exhibition game that they'll play against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Boo! Amen. Before we move on to our guest today, I'd like to talk for a moment about rockauto.com. Whether you are a professional car person or a do-it-yourself mechanic, all the car parts that you will ever need can be found at rockauto.com. They are a family-owned business and have been running their website for over 20 years now. If you visit rockauto.com, you can search for literally thousands of car parts for every make and model under the sun. Once you're there, please write locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they know that we sent you. rockauto.com, great prices, reliable parts, get driving with rockauto.com. Now, today's guest reached out to me on Instagram the other day and offered to come on to talk about his work as a Special Olympics ball hockey coach to bring attention to that, to inspire others to volunteer, and also, of course, to talk about our Boston Bruins. And I uh, was very glad to receive that message and happy that Kevin Smith and I were able to connect and uh, record this conversation. Kevin does not have a Twitter account that I can boost, but if you want to follow him on Instagram, you can do so at KevinSmith92. A great conversation that we had, again, about our black and gold, his work with the Special Olympics, and um, some true crime podcast chats as well. So yeah, thanks again, Kevin, for jumping on, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Uh, so let's start, I usually start by kind of having people talk a bit about their uh, hockey origin story or how you got into hockey, how you got into to the Bruins specifically. Uh, okay. So yeah, I want to start there, then we can uh, jump into the, the Special Olympics stuff uh, in a few moments. But yeah, tell us uh, how you kind of got into to the sport and to the Bruins specifically. Well, um, when I was a kid... Um... It wasn't really a sport we watched in our house. We're more of a football family, actually. Uh, my dad okay. played in high school. Um, Ray Bork was my favorite Bruin, and Mike Madonna was my other favorite player. 
Um, I remember rooting for the Avalanche in 96, I believe it was, when they went to the cup final with Ray so they can get his one cup. Yeah. And, um, I asked my parents to play, and they didn't want me to play because my mom's like, oh, you'll get your teeth knocked out. And it happened anyways, so <laughs> she kind of lost that. But um, uh, my brother, he plays now in pickup games and stuff. Both of his children play. His daughter, Lisa, is a really great player. Actually, he's been playing for boys' teams and everything. Um, and we've been fans really for a long time. It's been about a few years now that we've really been into it. Very cool. And uh... – so, yeah, do you have any, other than, you know, Ray Bork with the Avalanche, do you have any other memories or things that stand out over the last several years, like things that have uh, kept you a fan of the team or great moments that you uh, kind of remember either experiencing in person or with family or uh, um, things like pretty, that? This is like a bunch of stuff. I mean, obviously 2014 um, with the marathon bombing, that was a, a huge deal i think for everybody in the city um i had a friend of mine who was had just left the city about like 15 minutes before the bombs happened wow. so it was a really close to home kind of a deal and i think that's the first time that i had ever not felt safe being a bostonian being from massachusetts you know because you know you never think you know that happens in new york city and la that wouldn't happen here right. and um but that moment that whole series even though we lost i tell everybody that's my favorite team i mean you know, obviously Bergeron's game seven overtime, double overtime win, sweeping the Penguins. I mean, Soupy breaking his leg and finishing that shift. I mean, just that whole team, even though they came up short, I think that's one of the best teams we've ever had. I think that they were so representative of the city of Boston and the people and who we are that they will always have a place in my heart. And obviously this group, too. I mean, this team is probably the best team we've had since probably the 90s with Cam and you know, Moog and all those guys, you know, yeah. this team is probably one of the best teams I've ever seen, just regardless of team in years. They're just probably the most complete we've ever had. And yeah, I'm very yeah, close. That, uh, that, like the Cam Neely era team, the early 90s, that was the team that really mm-hmm. sucked me in and got me loving the Bruins. And it, it really sucks that looking back, you know, they ran into kind of a uh, Edmonton Oilers dynasty yeah. early on, and they ran into the <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguins yeah. dynasty. And right, exactly. Cam Neely got injured, so it really makes me – it bums me out that, that they weren't able to get a cut back then, especially with, with Ray on the team. And then right. uh, at least Cam has kind of made his mark as the president with the current organization. But yeah, right. that's, that's, uh, those early 90s teams are – I think they get overlooked kind of because they didn't – Oh, totally. I think a lot of people forget how special that group was. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they were they were they were so fun to watch. Uh, yeah, you mentioned the current team and kind of how how good they were playing before the uh, the break. Um, now that training camp has started, and you know the the uh, path has been set for a return to play. How optimistic are you that the games are actually going to be played and that a a cup champion will be uh will be awarded i guess early oh. october is when the when yeah. they're projecting it to be right um i'd say i'm pretty confident i think the nhl is done their homework i feel like bringing it to canada was a good idea because yeah. obviously you know the states has not been very uh forthcoming in regards to taking care of this and handling it the way it should 
Um, I feel like Canada, as always, has been a forefront in how to handle um, emergencies, especially in regardings to medical and everyone's health. Um, but I feel I feel like the players are really gonna um, put health forward. They're gonna, like Bergy said earlier this week, they're gonna use common sense and they're gonna mm-hmm. use their professionalism. Um, I really think that they want a cup. They want a battle for this. You know, as you know, this is the most coveted trophy in all of sport, and it's the hardest one to get. These guys don't work out all summer and play 82 games a season for them to end up not getting it. So I feel like they're going to do whatever it takes, regardless of team. They're not going to be like the NBA and just kind of lollygag and do stupid stuff because they're bored. They're going to be very focused and wanting this so bad yeah. that they're going to do whatever they need to do in order to make sure it gets done. Yeah, I agree. I think this the leadership group that the Bruins have, I don't, I don't think they'll really uh, tolerate any messing around from, from right. the younger guys. Not that not – that, yeah, the Bruins' younger guys have really had a, yeah. a track record of, of getting into trouble. I guess David Pasternak breaking his finger after a team dinner aside. Uh, right, yeah, exactly. After, yeah. But, well, I, feel um, like, I feel like Chara being such a dad for the team and him being such a health nut, I think that that'll really help them really kind of focus on the fact that they need to be smart about this, especially because he's 44 and he's kind of in that range of people who can get really affected by this. So I feel like he's really going to be hammering at home, like, wear your mask, don't be around each other if you don't have to, and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was even wearing a mask on a Zoom call the other day. It was like, nobody around, kind of, <laughs> which is pretty hilarious. That does not surprise me one bit. <laughs> yeah. And what do you think about kind of the team's chances? Um, obviously, they looked, or they were the best team going into the break. Mm-hmm. Now other teams have been able to kind of get healthy and mm. kind of starting on a not from scratch but more of right. a, a basic level. What do you think the Bruins' uh, chances are, and and maybe are there a couple teams that you think have the best chance of standing in their way? Um, I think we're gonna be really good. I don't know how deep we're gonna go, but I feel like we could make it pretty deep run. Obviously, mm-hmm. as you know, going back to the cup final is extremely difficult. And there's a reason why teams like Montreal and Edmonton and the Islanders are really the only ones I can remember in recent history that have gone back to back to back multiple times. Um, right. But I feel like they're going to be fine. I feel like they'll make a run. I think a team that will really, I mean, it's a team that always gets in our way is definitely Washington. I mean, that team, for some reason, is our kryptonite. So I think Washington is really going to be the team that's really going to give us the hardest, roughest um, battle if we do face them. I mean, every I mean we don't know. I mean, one seeds can beat seven seeds, and seven seeds yeah. can beat one seeds. It's all over the place. We really don't know. But um, I believe in them. You know, I said five years ago this team was going to win a cup at some point, and they're still within that prediction range. So I think they're going to get their seventh one soon. And yeah. it could be this year. It might be next year. I don't know. But I feel like they're definitely going to make another deep run. I definitely yeah. see them doing it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think there were – yeah, if it's not this year, I I'd agree. I think they would have a pretty good chance next year with – and they would be all in next year as well with Krejci right. being an unrestricted free agent next offseason and Rask yep. being an unrestricted free agent. Those guys are, are obviously pretty key. So – uh, yeah, I'm excited to see see what they can do. 
Um, the other reason I wanted to chat today, and uh, again, thanks for reaching out the other day to suggest this, but you have uh, some involvement with uh, Special Olympics. And yes. um, can, you, can you just tell people kind of what that's all about and, and what you do and how people can, uh, can help out and, uh, or support as well? Um, well, uh, Special Olympics Minnesota. I live in St. Cloud now. I'm not no longer in Massachusetts. Um, I actually um, one of the coaches for our uh, floor hockey team, and um, oh, yeah, it's um, obviously there's like no checking or anything like that, but it's pretty realistic. Everybody gets involved. Um, there's no like age limit. You can play as long as you want. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the local uh, college hockey team, St. Cloud State. Um, they actually have players come help us out and coach, you know, and they help me out. And I've actually met a few NHL players, um, Blake Lazat, who plays for the LA Kings. He was a huge help. Um, he contributed quite a bit. Uh, Ryan Paling, who got drafted actually by Montreal, he was a huge help. And his brothers, Nick and Jack, are there all the time. Every week, they're always there. That's so, cool. yeah, so that everybody gets really involved. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's it's taught me how to be a better winner, better loser. It's taught me better sportsmanship. It's, you know, they've always bring put a smile on your face when you show up to practice. You could have the worst day possible, and you go in there and you put your, your gear, you know, put your gear on and you see them and they're laughing and joking with you, and then it totally goes away. You know, they don't take anything seriously. They just want to have fun. And it reminds you to have fun. It reminds you to enjoy it regardless of what happens, you know? Sure, yeah. But and being a, but, uh, being a coach has been a godsend for me. I mean, I didn't really – I've never really been a good player. I've always been one of those people that's a god-awful athlete. I never don't have an athletic bone in my body, but I work my tail off when I'm out there to kind of prove that I want to be out there. And they're the same way. Even if they're not exactly athletic, they still want to try and being able to coach people like me in that sense, it's been amazing, but coaching has been incredible and I recommend it for everybody. It's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's really great. And uh, when uh, have you guys kind of been on pause during this and is there any kind of uh, events coming up that, that people can keep track of or. Um, right now, um, we're already in our off season. Normally, it's okay. just like maybe like two or three months. Um, you play area tournament, and then you take off a few weeks, and then you go to play state tournament in February. Okay. Um, right now, we're kind of in a limbo. We don't know if we're going to have hockey next season because they canceled uh, swimming, bowling, uh, softball, a few other sports. Um so depending on how coronavirus goes and if there's a vaccine by then or whatever else, you know, I guess we'll have to see. But right now we're just kind of in limbo. But Okay. And where can people find uh, more information about, about the team and kind of what you're up to? Um, you can go to Special Olympics Minnesota. Um, obviously, if anyone in the States, if you have, uh, you can go to, your, go to specialolympics.com and uh, find your closest delegation to where you're at. Um, and you can volunteer. It's free to sign up. All you have to do is take a quarry test and, you know, take a background check and you're good, good to go. You can volunteer for any sport. Uh, you can do any test for any level of coaching you need and, you know, just go out there. And even if you just volunteer to referee and be an official or hand out water bottles or whatever it be, it, it, all of it is appreciated. Whatever helps these athletes be able to get that achievements and feel like they're just like everybody else is extremely important. 
So anywhere you want to sign up, go ahead and sign up. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks so much for, for taking some time to chat about that. Before I let you go, I also like to ask people kind of what, uh, what they've been watching or, or reading or listening to uh, during this, uh, you know, last few months without hockey. Mm-hmm. Are, are there any shows that you've been really uh, digging these days or any oh, recommendations you can so- pass along? Not so much shows, but uh, true crime podcasts. I have okay. been a I'm, I'm a huge true crime nerd, uh, serial killer stuff, like all of that. Um, some podcasts I've been listening to: uh, Small Town Murder, uh, great yeah. one. Uh, Morbid, uh, the two girls that are from uh, Eastern Massachusetts, they're great. Um, a Spooky Hour, they're actually from Ontario. Uh, okay, yeah. great girls, Holly and Danielle, they're fantastic. And uh, Voices for Justice is good. It's about uh, uh, a girl named uh, Sarah who's looking for her sister Alyssa, and she thinks her father killed her. And she, it's like a whole thing about her finding out if her father killed her and trying to get him to be um, charged for her murder. It's oh, a wow. great, yeah, it's a great, great set of podcasts. But that's what I've been doing. That's been my outside of hockey. That's what I've been trying to stay into to keep myself sane. <laughs> yeah. I I had been listening to a bunch of those. I kind of cut back a bit, but there's a couple. Of, <laughs> there's a couple of CBC ones. I don't know if you're familiar with um, "Someone Knows Something." That's a great uh, kind of CBC podcast production. I think there's like six or seven seasons now. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, I'll look into that. That actually sounds really good. I like something there, like that. One of the recent ones was a case from. Well, there was a case in the states, but another one was up in Manitoba. So th- that's a really good one. If you're if you're looking for for something different, the the guys are yeah, really good I like storytelling. That. Mm-hmm, I yeah. like that. My wife yeah. and I love, love listening to that stuff. So yeah, that'll be perfect for us. Yeah, very cool. Well, again, man, thank you so much for for taking some time to chat, and uh, yeah, all the best with uh, with the Special Olympics, and and I know we'll all be rooting for the Bruins when they take to the ice, and uh, hopefully we can connect <laughs> down the road. Yep. I mean, I'm treating practice as a training camp like it's actual games. So, yeah, I, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> sure. Yeah, me as well. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, have a great rest of the day. Yeah, thanks, Ian. You too. No problem. Yeah, take care, man. What a great chat, and thanks again to Kevin for reaching out. I really love connecting with you all and to hear your stories of how you got involved with the Bruins, with hockey, and kind of how you interact with the game now and your thoughts on the Bruins. So that was a great chat, and I really appreciate him reaching out. Elsewhere around the NHL, just to wrap up, the Calder Trophy finalists were announced as well yesterday, and they are Vancouver Canucks defenseman Quinn Hughes, Chicago Blackhawks winner Dominic Kubelik, and Colorado Avalanche defenseman Kale McCarr. Uh, So three very exceptional rookies. There were... A few others who could have slipped in the mix as well. Adam Fox from the Rangers, Elvis Merzilikens from the Blue Jackets, all deserved uh, some love as well. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see who comes out of that race victorious. Another story that caught my eye came from Winnipeg, where, uh, you know, superstar winger Patrick Laine wasn't really holding back when he discussed his readiness for the playoffs. He said, uh, this is from uh, Winnipeg Free Press. He said he feels still far away. It's kind of hard to see myself playing hockey in two weeks. 
he won't be the only player trying to shake off rust after a four-month layoff, but uh, someone of his caliber and you know who the Jets will heavily rely on to try and succeed in the playoffs. It was pretty uh, honest of him to admit that, to say the least. Another storyline to keep an eye on is in Pittsburgh, where there are mixed reports coming out about Matt Murray's performance through the opening days of training camp and whether Tristan Jari will take over the starting job come playoff time. We all know Matt Murray led the Penguins to two Stanley Cups a couple of years ago, although he got a pretty big assist from Marc-Andre Fleury in those runs, especially in the Game 7 win over Washington the one year. Uh, Murray's a restricted free agent and, you know, kind of fallen off lately due to injuries. And Tristan Jari has shown that he's more than capable to carry the load. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out in Pittsburgh and their matchup against the Montreal Canadiens in the qualifying round. Another funny note is the NHL told the Toronto Maple Leafs that they're no longer able to use linesmen and referees in their training camp practices. This is after apparently several clubs complained that it was an unfair advantage. Uh, So, you know, I think they should lose a a draft pick or two for having to uh, be reminded of their transgressions by the league. And finally, you probably were all aware of the Twitter hack that occurred last night where verified accounts were not able to tweet during that time. Someone apparently got a hold of Joe Haggerty's account and tweeted, Tuka Rask is the greatest playoff goaltender in the history of the NHL and has absolutely nothing to prove to anybody in his clutch Hall of Fame career. If you're familiar with Haggerty and his work, you'll know that he's been especially hard on Rask uh, for not you know, stepping up in big games, for losing Game 7 against the Blues. Uh, so whoever is responsible for that, the hardiest of slow claps and uh i got a very big laugh out of that that's it for today's episode of the locked on boston bruins podcast thank you so much for tuning in and um yeah i very much appreciate the support i said on twitter the other day i can't believe i've done this will now be 176 of these and the fact that people are listening on a daily basis uh, just blows me away so thank you so much for that and I do appreciate the ongoing support and feel, uh, yeah, excited about the upcoming games. And hopefully everything goes off without a hitch uh, and everyone can stay healthy. And most importantly, our Bruins can prove that they are the best team in hockey with the Stanley Cup win. So have a great Thursday, friends. And we will be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Now go check out the Locked On NHL podcast which is always chock full of great hockey content. Take care, friends. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace.